0: Hey, hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 608 and today I've got a pretty important update for you and it actually has to do with the new inventory tax law. A little bit of a debate going on here since the, uh, the episode aired that I mentioned this huge tax news uh, for Amazon sellers but really just e-commerce sellers in general And uh, we've learned a little bit, and what I've decided to do is have Josh Bowerly come back on uh, who is a CPA? But let me just say first before I even go into anything here today, as always, this is just information that we are collecting that we are finding and we're trying to find the uh, the correct answer and and kind of just see both sides of the of the debate. but you always always should reach out to your accountant, your CPA and see what your tax situation looks like. Uh, If they feel that this tax law will benefit you, um, or even how you've done it in the past could have something to do with how you can do it in the future, so always, always reach out to your CPA or accountant. Like I said, this here is in debate right now. Like No one is really, really sure other than we think we can do this if we've set up our business a certain way. And... uh, we're just still trying to figure this stuff out. So I just want to let you guys know, this is the most recent update rate right now as it stands, depending on when you're listening to this. So always do your own research. I am not an accountant. I am having my accountant on, but he's not your accountant, all right? So again, just go out there and uh, find your uh, CPA or your accountant or ask them the questions um, that you may have um, with this new tax law, all right? So I'm gonna stop talking so you can listen to this interview that I did with my good friend, Josh Bowerly. Hey, Josh, what's up, man? Welcome back. And we are going to be talking more about this uh, this new tax law and uh, and everything that's been said since we did a podcast on it. Um, and that was episode 591. And uh, you know, we were talking about how this is a game changer and what this means for e-commerce sellers. And, and when that aired, I got a whole bunch of emails, you got a whole bunch of emails, and then you started to do a little bit more digging. So I want to Not necessarily clear it up, because I'm not sure we 100% know that there's like a one-size-fits-all. Let's But kind of talk through this here and maybe catch people up that are just watching this and listening to this for the first time.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I might think I set a record for most emails I've ever received after (laughs) that podcast aired. So uh, if I haven't responded yet, I'm working through that pile of emails. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it uh, it turned into a, a pretty big ordeal. It, it has actually been interesting because it sparked a big debate, and there's been very well-known CPAs on both sides of this of this debate saying, mm. "Hey, this actually does apply," and some saying, "No, it doesn't apply at all." And then the middle ground of maybe it does for you, but not for you. So, mm. Yeah, where do you want to start? You want to start with uh, what, what we kind of announced, and then
0: yeah, like kind of what was and and how it and kind of yeah. how it how yeah. it even became a thing. Like how did it, how do, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap! Like this is big yep. news. Like how did it all happen?
1: Yeah, so it first came on my radar. Uh, me and my partner in TPJ, Andrew, we had listened to a podcast with a CPA named Tom Wheelwright. And Tom is the CPA for Rich Dad Advisors, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that whole company. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what your thoughts are on that book, very, very well-known company. He's a very respected CPA in the industry, probably has, I would guess, the most well-known tax podcast. Okay, Um, Not that tax podcasts are uh, probably get 2 million downloads a month or anything, but you know, it's a big deal. And he came out with this podcast and specifically, I know I sent you the transcript of it. He specifically says... If you are eBay sellers or Amazon sellers, this is a huge deal because you basically shouldn't have to pay any taxes this year because mm-hmm. we can adjust the inventory and, mm-hmm. and get your taxable income down. So we were instantly like, holy crap, is this true? And of course, you're going in assuming it is true because Tom Wheelwright's not going to come out and announce it. And we dug in and we found exactly what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, we found the AICPA kind of asking the IRS for clarification on something that seemed to confirm this. Okay. And we found another, it, it's hard to get the, there's so in, in the tax where there's four firms called the big four, the four biggest ones. They're not going to talk about this kind of stuff because they're not working with, with smaller clients like this. They're working sure. with people that are billing hundred thousand dollars. So we couldn't find anything there, but we did find the 17th largest CPA firm in the entire country. who specifically did a slideshow on this saying, yes, you can deduct inventory now. So at that point, we're like, you know what, Tom Wheelwright did it. The 17th largest firm did it. The AICPA's announcement seems to clarify this. Mm -hmm. We're good. We're running with it. This seems to be true. Okay. Well, we go on this huge podcast, The Amazing Seller. (laughs) We announced this breaking news and we're instantly flooded with emails. And several of them said, hey, I ran this by my CPA. He looked into it. He says, this is true. Thanks. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. But then several others said, I ran this by my CPA. He does not agree with this at all because of this, this, and this. Mm. So then we started digging into it more, started reaching out to other CPAs we know and respect. And there basically seems to be a line and there's some here, some here, Mm. and no definitive ground either way.
0: Okay. So let's let's talk through this here really quickly. So what we were talking about um, as far as being an e-commerce seller. And the way that it always has been is like you you can buy your inventory. Let's say you buy a thousand units, you spend $5,000. You can't write that off or deduct it from your, you know, your taxes until you've sold a unit. So if one unit sells and it's $5, you can deduct the $5. That's basically the simplest way to kind of dumb this down. Right. That's the way that I've always done it. We've always done it. Right. Then we're like, well, wait a minute. This new thing is saying, if you buy inventory for sale and it's going into your business, but you haven't sold it yet, but you've purchased it, technically the new tax law, as it was being read by numerous people, is that you can now deduct that if you make less than, what was the number if you make less than? $25 million in sales. $25 million in sales, which a lot of people that are listening are probably going to fall into that category. Yep. Um, So, Then, you know, everyone kind of got excited, but then some people were reaching out to me being like, well, Scott, like where's any documentation from the IRS on this? Right. Like where, where is that? And where does it specifically say that? Because my accountant, my CPA is saying that's not the way it is. And then some people were saying that there was certain interpretations of like, yes, it could be, but it depends on how you actually classify or how you kind of, you know, build your business. You can like create a loophole. Like there's all of these Stuff and this is where I'm going to call a timeout and say, listen, the stuff that we're talking about, go talk to your CPA, your accountant, your business may or may not be able to take advantage of this. Um, So definitely make sure that you do your homework. This here is a discussion, okay, that we are doing to try to bring you a little bit more clarification on this. Um, So this way here, you can make the right decision. Don't just assume that this is the case. And any good accountant or CPA that you bring this to is going to say, well, wait a minute here, let me double check it. Let me go through this stuff. Versus right. just saying like, oh, it's true because so-and-so said it. Right. Um, so I just want to clarify that. Do your homework.
1: Yeah. Um, no, and, and just to expand on that, it's just like medical advice, legal advice. Tax advice is something, when you hear it on a podcast, that should be something that you're going to your trusted tax professional and saying, yeah. hey, I heard this. Does it apply to me? It's not, I heard this on a podcast. I'm doing it on my tax return.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, okay. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about how how this is being said on one side and how it's being said on the other side. So let's talk about where does the debate lie?
1: Yeah. Like, where is that? Yep. So we'll get a little bit nitty-gritty here, but okay. basically it the, the tax law says now that if you're under that $25 million threshold, mm-hmm. inventory can be treated as what they call non-incidental materials and supplies. Okay. Okay. The first line of that says that those still, just like inventory, can only be deducted when it's sold, not when you purchase it. Mm -hmm. But then you get a little further down and there's this little line that says, unless your books and records treat it differently. Meaning, if your books and records, how you keep your books for your business, treat inventory as an expense when you buy it, then it's immediately an expense because they're allowing your tax return to match your books and records. Gotcha. And that's the main thing that people that are saying it's immediately deductible are hanging on. They're saying, okay, this line right here clearly says if your books and records, which most, what we'll call small businesses, they're going to do their books on pure cash basis. Meaning mm-hmm. when they buy inventory, it's going to hit their P and as an expense. Mm-hmm. As long as you're doing that in your books, your tax return can match that. Gotcha. Okay. That's okay. that's That's where for, the most, for most people that are on this side, that's what they're hanging their hat on. Okay. Right? People on the other side of the coin are saying, that does not apply to inventory itself. The IRS has always separately distinguished inventory as its own thing, which can always only be deducted mm-hmm. when it's sold. Okay. okay. So they're basically saying, since the IRS did not specifically come out and say, inventory can now be deducted the same way it is in your books, that does not apply to this exception. Mm. It does not, I mean, we've been digging and digging and digging since we've been hearing both sides of this. You cannot find a definitive answer either way at this point. Okay. Okay. And like I said, there are people very well respected that have been doing it way longer than me on both sides of this equation that are Mm -hmm. adamant they are right. Okay. So if you're looking for a definitive answer, at this point, we're not going to find one. Mm. I thought uh, catching clouds, I know. Released a response to specifically to our podcast. We did. Yes. I thought her response was very well thought out and, and explained it very clearly. Mm-hmm. And basically, she said what we just said. There's there's no definitive answer. She did seem to say, "Do this at your own risk. It's this mm-hmm. is risky because yeah. because it, the IRS has always treated inventory differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would fall on it's. I wouldn't necessarily at this point call it risky. Um, it, it, at this point, I would say we don't know. Okay. So, you've got to talk to your CPA. You got to make sure that you have, you have someone that you can trust and isn't just going to say, no, it's never been that way. We can't do it. They need to look into it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I think it's worth doing. And I think the one thing um, that she had said also, which I, which I thought was, was right on. is like, if you do it one way, you need to do it that way. Right. You can't just change things necessarily um, on the way, like, you know, you you can't just all of a sudden do something just to take advantage of that thing. And, but you haven't done it that way, or you're going to do it that way, but then you're going to change back because then you're going to have another loophole. Like, then it gets kind of like, you're trying to come up with ways to game the system. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to do something. I know I am. And I know when you and I sit down to do our taxes, it's going to be like, all right, how sure are we, (laughs) that this is the way it is. Because if it's not, then I might say, you know what, I'm not going to go that route right now. I'm going to go the old fashioned way right now. And I'm going to do it the way I've been doing it until we get more clarification, because I do not want to have to go back in time and go, holy crap, I, I took this $10,000 deduction. And now I got to go back, right? I might not do that. Um, right. So that's why we've got time to figure this out. Right. But we do need to figure it out. Yep, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, and, and, and I guess I would say the the thing I would adjust if if your CPA, you're working with is kind of like we are at this point saying, you know, I'm on the fence. This is a little bit of a wait and see. I would not go buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory to try no. and get a deduction. No, right? that's great don't advice. That a, don't don't make that until you're hundred percent positive that you're going to go this route.
0: Yeah, I, I that's a great bit of advice. Do not um, say, okay, it's December 31st and I want to get that last, you know, deduction. I'm going to go ahead and drop 10 grand on inventory and now I get an automatic. Do not do that. Right. Please don't do that. Um, if you were already going to purchase it, that's another story. But if you like us right now, like we've already purchased everything we're purchasing, um, for the, for this year, for 2018, we have some other stuff that's being, that's going to be delivered after the first of the year. We're not going to rush that to get that in. So we can have that deduction right now. I'm not going to that extreme.
1: Right. Um, well, and the other thing is people need to consider there's storage fees, right? And Amazon has these storage fees. So a lot of times if you're trying to game the system by buying this inventory you don't need, you're going to pay as much or more in Amazon fees as you would have paid in the taxes. You say, absolutely, Amazon. absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I've actually done away with with that pretty much. We send in a lot of inventory that we know sells through, but we also have a warehouse here locally that we have everything shipped to so I can hold it, um, right. which costs me, gosh, it might cost me 200 bucks a month, 300 bucks okay. a month. Um, for a, for a large size that I can house a lot of stuff. But if I was to have that stuff stored in Amazon, the fees, especially in fourth quarter, holy crap, like they're like three times. Right. Um. So yeah, just be careful with that stuff. And yeah, you can deduct the, the long-term storage fees, but right. you don't wanna do that too. So, um. all right, cool. So I know that we're gonna be still digging, but the, so there's nothing right now that's on paper from the IRS that says black and white this is this if there's more stipulations like if you do this than this then this then this
1: exactly yeah exactly and there is we know that there are portions that were no that used to not be de- immediately deductible that are now deductible so like freight in when when you pay to have it shipping to amazon or to yourself mm-hmm. right that used to be a part of cost of goods sold that gets deducted when it's sold that is immediately deductible now customs okay. fees those are now immediately deductible
0: oh the okay
1: of the inventory itself okay is where the debate lies
0: okay well, that's actually, that's pretty good because now, like you said, if, if I spent 1500 or 2000 on, on uh, freight, then I can deduct right. that right away. Now I can't deduct that and then add in shipping later. Right.
1: right. Exactly. exactly. You know,
0: the cost, I mean, so the way I always, I always tell people, I'm like, okay, what's your landed cost? If the landed cost is $5 and 25 cents, how much of that is, um, is your shipping, right? It might be 75 cents. Well, then you got to reduce your cost of goods when you then deduct those. Um, So you just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty much common sense, but you don't want to double dip there because then you are kind of like grabbing, you know, more deductions than you're really supposed to. So, yeah. Okay. So that's good. So customs fees, um, anything that it took to get that inventory here, we technically can. Again, guys, that's what we're got. You guys go out there and do your research, have your account and your CPA dig through the documentation and all of that stuff. Um, And I know that we'll get more questions and emails and I know you're, you're swamped with that stuff. Um, Definitely still reach out to us. You know, if you have any questions, if you have any new findings, I mean, Josh, you want to know new findings, right? Like if someone has something and they're like, Josh, here's something on paper and you're like, cool, let me look at it. Like that would be awesome. So if you guys can be out there and, and really maybe even if you find something, send it to us. And then if it's something that is worth sharing or or worth noting, we're going to definitely have a look at it. Um, I just want to bring the most current information to you guys. I know Josh does as well. And as soon as we do have a definitive answer, you know, we will be the first one, hopefully out there to let you guys know if you're following along. So just contact your accountant, your CPA, get some advice, uh, tell them where you're at. Um, you know, if you want to share the podcast with them, you can, or any other, um, you know, I think it was, uh, it's catching clouds, right. Is, yeah. uh, yeah, the other one. And I'll, I'll link that stuff up so you guys can, can check it out. Um, was there anything that she had said in there that? Because I think she was just clarifying a lot of what you said and a lot of what other people are saying. There wasn't anything in there that you would disagree with, right?
1: No, not necessarily. No, nope. and, and
0: I, I think that that was interesting because I sent that over to you. I watched it and then I sent it over to you, and you're like, "I don't, I don't disagree." You know what I mean? Like there, we we've never you know said that you know there's you know black and white, but yeah. from what we're gathering from all these you know other CPAs that are well known in this space that. You know, should have the answer. Um, where we're kind of we're kind of going off of them right now. So, right. all right, cool. So, any other thing you want to wrap up with, Josh?
1: No, I mean, I guess I, I would end it by saying that yeah, the, the IRS tax code is 70, 78,000 pages, whatever it is now of. A lot of gray area right Mm -hmm. there's very little black and white do this don't do this it's a Mm -hmm. lot of gray area which is why you have to be working with someone that you can bounce ideas off of that will look into things that won't just say no you can't do that or yes you can do that I heard that here all right Mm -hmm. it's a lot of it's gonna be very specific to your unique situation and you need someone that's gonna look into it and see what does and does not apply to you yeah
0: absolutely All right, man, I'm going to let you roll and uh, you can go get back to that paperwork and start digging for that (sighs) stuff
1: for us. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely do a third update if we, if, when we ever get a, the the final answer may not come until someone gets audited and says, Hey, this is what the IRS said about it. So
0: that is true. So yeah, we want to be careful, but we also want to know the facts. And, um, as soon as we get more information, even if it's the smallest tidbit, we will, uh, we'll definitely bring it to you guys. So Josh, thanks. Thanks again. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep people posted. But uh, yeah, you keep your nose to that book there and you find that answer for us, will you?
1: That's the plan, man. Thanks. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Take care. All right. All right. So there you have it. Another update on this new inventory tax law. Hopefully this gives you a little bit more information, but also things to ask your accountant or your CPA. Depending on when you're listening to this, things might've changed again. Um, and I'm gonna try to have Josh back on when we do have some more findings. I think after the first of the year, it will probably become even more clear as you know more businesses like us come to our accountants and say, hey, What does this mean? Uh, Is it in black and white? Does it say we can do this? Or are there things that we have to look at as far as like a loophole to jump through to do this? And I don't necessarily want to do that, as you heard in this episode that I said to Josh, like, I'm not looking to kind of game the system. I'm looking at doing it the right way. And I want to find out what is the right way. So, again, Contact your accountant, your CPA. Ask them their opinions. You can do your own research. Like I said, you can go out there and find some of the top firms in the uh, you know in the world and see what they're you know see what they're talking about as far as this new tax law that is potentially passed or that's been written in. I, like again, we don't have anything concrete as of just yet. But if it does mean what we think it means, it's pretty big, it's a pretty big deal. So, all right guys, this episode is 608, so you can head over to seller.com forward slash 608, get all of the details Over there. And then the other thing is, depending on when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this when it airs, which is in the middle of December, if you are interested in building your future proof business in 2019 and beyond, I've got a brand new training that I am going to be doing here very, very shortly. And uh, it is going to be a full fledged e-commerce building training as far as where we're gonna take you through the entire process from how to pick the market, how to pick the right products, and then how to build out additional assets and resources and start to get some external things happening with your business. So this way here you can monetize that stuff, also, where you're able to start getting traffic from other sources. And it's something we're calling Ecom Business Formula, and it's a full fledged training. So if you're interested, head on over to theamazingseller.com forward slash training, and you can get all the information um, over there. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here on the next episode.